Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of the Information Security Media Group. Robert Carey is the Chief Information Officer of the Department of the Navy. He also co-chairs the Federal CIO Council's Committee on Information Security and Identity Management. In the first of this two-part interview, Carey talks about the federal efforts to safeguard government IT systems. In the second part of our interview, he'll address how the Navy is exploring ways to use Web 2.0 and cloud computing technologies while protecting some of the nation's most sensitive data and IT systems. Thanks for chatting, Rob. You're quite welcome, Eric. Thanks for having me. You're co-chair along with Justice Department CIO Van Hitch of the CIO Council's Information Security and Identity Management Committee. How does that committee function and what are the current hot topics the committee is addressing? Eric, it's a a great opportunity afforded us by Karen Evans, uh, Vivek Kundra's predecessor, to align the activities across the federal government in the security space. So there are many topics that we're working on, but but the purpose of this was to make sure that cross-agency efforts were aligned and prioritized and delivering outcomes that could be vetted by the membership of the CIO Council to make it better, so therefore provide a collaboration basis, and then provide opportunities to feed results up to OMB should they be warranted in the policy space, and then make sure that the agencies each had an opportunity to shape outcomes in various activities, and then finally to make sure that these cross-agency teams that were sort of popping up everywhere had a place and had a champion to listen to what they thought was an answer to a problem. Prior to our arrival, I think there there was a lot of work ongoing, and there was not so much of it getting uh, the traction it might deserve, and so we're trying to, uh, to give that work the proper visibility that it requires. Can you give me an example of one or two projects you're working on? We have four sub-teams. So each of the teams has come up with a list of prioritized work plans, if you will. And remember, this is a voluntary council. This is a voluntary body. So we get together you know, literally once a month to review progress. But for example, uh, we've developed a standard for the PIV cards for non-federal entities to allow us to communicate to, in essence, state and local governments, what are our standards for interoperability? And this would affect first responders. This would affect really anybody who's trying to access the federal government using a non-federal government identity. A lot of that work had been ongoing, uh, and it's literally just popped out the final report. It's been vetted by the, the subcommittees, and now we'll push it in front of the Federal CIO Council for final comment, and then we'll sign it out. And so now, if you were the state of Maryland, the state of Virginia, the state of South Dakota, you understand if you want to work with the federal government, here are the standards that your cards and your identities need to meet in order to be processed and have sort of that seamless interoperability. So that's just one example. Congress is working on legislation to reform the Federal Information Security Management Act of 2002. How effective has been FISMA in securing government IT, and what changes to the act would you like to see? I think FISMA has been, in my personal opinion, successful in that it illuminated the need for the programs to be paying close attention to security, and it set up a reporting process to allow each of the agencies to sort of, in essence, report how they were complying with tenets of security. Now, that being said, one might say that the reporting process could could become uh, more onerous than the value it was being presented. What we have done, we have met with some of the Hill staff and tried to convey to them what we would imagine would be recommended changes which would put more of a focus on, say, metrics and outcomes of security and less on uh, some of the 
some of the bureaucratic aspects that, that found itself in the reporting process, not in the intent of the law, but in the, the reporting process. So we're trying to make sure that if there is a FISMA 2, it performs the functions it's intended. We also uh, advise them that you need to be able to hold CIOs and CISOs accountable for outcomes carried out in that law. And so I think it, one of the first revisions of the bill had a CISO council and some of the things going on. And we thought, well, hey, rather than disconnect the two folks who are playing in this space, why don't we connect them overtly? And then we can form that alliance to manage, in essence, cyber and security issues on behalf of each of the agencies. I'm a little confused about this connection. Would there still be a CISO council or it would be somehow combining that with a CIO council? Well, no, what we've done is we've, as we've stood up our ISIMC committee, it is comprised mostly of CISOs. Van and I are, there are a few CIOs that are playing on it, but this is clearly the forum where the CISOs are driving the answers. And so as we were trying to establish that connection, that reporting relationship between, and, and I think the draft bill begins to do that, that, that there is a, a connection between the CISOs and the CIOs, a coherent connection to deliver outcomes. Let me go back to what you were saying a little earlier, focusing on outcomes rather than bureaucratic metrics. Can you give me some examples of what you mean by the outcomes and how these can be measured? Well, what, what we're working on, uh, we've, we've taken some information from the SANS Institute and some other folks about the consensus audit guidelines, which are really a set of standard processes and associated metrics. And, and so the question is, do we levy those across the federal government? Do we, do we make those the standard? There are many standards out there that we must comply with. And so we're trying to now simplify and yet make sure we have the right set of reporting metrics out there for each of the agencies to comply with so that, you know, there will be no misunderstanding about where someone is compared to where they are supposed to be. One of the things that that doesn't exist, and this has not much to do with the legislation, but one of the things that that doesn't exist is a, a cyber investment roadmap, and that's another project we're trying to tackle. Each agency has a different security posture because that's just the way they are right now. What is the proper way forward for them to invest and how they leverage what others have invested who are maybe further down that uh, security path than they are. And so, so as we try to work into that space, we have to figure out how do some of these consensus audit guidelines fit. They become uh, best practices. How many of them are, are we already doing? How do we create a reporting structure that allows committees to report on that and make the reporting a direct corollary to the readiness posture of the networks and the security of the networks, not of uh, sort of counting things that don't necessarily need to be counted. Can you give me an example of something that is counted that shouldn't be necessarily counted? For example, there are a couple of things in the reporting criteria that ask you to count all. Like all people must be trained on X, Y, and Z, for example, in the cyberspace arena. We actually do have workers who don't engage the network. If those folks are counted as part of the total and 
therefore the bar is set at all and you don't train these folks who don't ever engage a network ever, then you can get an erroneously different score than you might imagine is it re in reality exists. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Well, that's so exactly I don't want to train the, the groundskeepers on cyber and I don't want to be counted that I need to be training the groundskeepers on cyber when in fact they never engage a network. I haven't issued them any credentials to do so and so th there's a revision in space. I mean, and we've learned that. So that's one of those things where we want to make sure that we count the right things that actually have a reflection of a readiness posture in the cyberspace arena. That's Navy CIO Rob Carey, who also co-chairs the Federal CIO Council Committee on Information Security and Identity Management. Next time, in part two of our conversation, Carey will address the challenges of securing naval and defense IT systems while introducing the latest technologies. For the Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening, and join us next time.